0: great has spoken
1: welcome to the land of Boz with Jeff Bosley
0: hey everybody welcome to the land of Boz my name is Jeff Bosley and I have been missing in action since March and for that I massively apologize but as I said welcome to the land of Boz my name is Jeff Bosley If you're new to the show, God help you. If you're an old subscriber and fan, my sincerest apologies and my most giant thanks for your patience. Um, But, wow, what has been going on? Let's get into the show and uh, play a little catch up. All right, so what have I been up to? Well, basically, um, every day of mine is uh, Groundhog Day. Nothing changes, (laughs) just random personal life stuff here and there. But other than that, every day is lather, rinse, repeat. Uh, But a handful of things I will mention, I suppose. Um, One of the things I've been obviously working on extensively is living, eating, and breathing. Everything to do with Jack Reacher. That includes training. That includes studying. I've been going to acting classes. I've been going to the Lee Strasberg um, studio uh, or the Lee Strasberg film and, uh theater conservatory, studying there. Um, I've been doing anything and everything possible. I've been going to the SAG-AFTRA uh, conservatory, studying and taking classes there. Um, I've been training in the gym. I've been reading the books, um, living, eating, and breathing that. And a thing I touch on and tease a lot is a little bit of a Jack Reacher movie that might be released. That thing is kicking my ass, I won't lie. Um, and then I'll get le- on get into this later in man chat, man stuff. Um, the Dodge, the Ram took a crap on me, and so that's been life-encompassing as far as finances, boo-hoo, but... One thing I want to talk about is, um, I, a handful of projects, um, they're they're (laughs) fear-based, basically they're fear-based projects. Uh, one of which I'm doing with my best, one of my closest friends in Los Angeles, um, Alison Freed. Uh, and it is, uh, if you've seen the movie, a star is born with um, Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady Gaga, um, there's a song they perform and it's, it, it was, I it was on the Grammys, I think, and they've sung it together. I still don't know how, uh, Bradley Cooper's wife, um, <laughs> doesn't get a little bit of jealous because it is quite a duet. Uh, but in the spirit of fear, um, I'm going to have an, uh, uh, a producer, uh, help me kind of design a cover of that. And it's going to be based on my skills, which are minimal. And then I'm going to train to sing that with Allison. Um, and Allison is an astonishing musician. Uh, but for those of you who don't know what it is, um, here's a little taste of that song. This modern world Oh, do you need more?
1: Is there something else you're searching for? I'm falling In all the good times I find myself longing For change and in the bad times, I fear myself.
0: <clears throat> Tell me something, boy. All talking? right. You kind of get the gist. Uh, but basically, I'll be singing the Bradley Cooper part, obviously. And... Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a cover. It's not going to be just kind of a rehash of that. So um, that's getting worked on. I'm going to start taking singing lessons. And why? Because I just want to do something scary. And look, I don't care. Yeah, I'm a Green Beret. I, I'm an actor. I like artsy, fartsy stuff. Uh, but every Green Beret I know or a lot of military people I know still at the end of the day, it's weird. It's it, They find um, solace in art, um, whether it's a green beret crafting a, a new with their own personal weapon or, you know, tons of military people are getting into woodwork and they create these amazing, um, uh, um, like a, a wooden flags and these huge, amazing art, works of art. And so I figured I'd tap into this, uh, do something terrifying because singing is bordering on a phobia for me. So it's just one of those things. Uh, I thought I'd do something to scare the crap out of me. And other than that, um, had a birthday, I'm not going to tell you what day it was and, um, handful of other stuff. Um, a huge thing going on with Jack Reacher. Um, it'll be in the description in the show, uh, America supply co they have, they have really come through with t-shirts and hats and they're, flying off the shelves, so to speak. So uh, check those out. It'll be in the description below, below, but America Supply Company. Um, You can buy Bosley for Reacher t-shirts and hats. Um, I've seen them everywhere from Ireland to Scotland. Um, It's absolutely ridiculous, but um, that's the short of it. I can't think of anything else going on, but um, let's get uh, moving into um, the rest of the show. (laughs) All right, and moving forward, we're going to do a little bit of uh, what's been called team room talk or green beret talk or whatever. And this is based off of an email I got regarding team room talk. So here's a little bit of uh, team room talk. Those green berets, they're real badasses.
1: You scared, mother Well, you should be, because this green berets going to kick your big ass.
0: I eat green berets for breakfast. And right now
1: I'm very hungry. I can't believe this macho bullshit!
0: <laughs> so, today's Team Room Talk, um, this was an email I received um, regarding specifically Team Room Talk. It's not Green Beret-centric, but, you know, the person was a uh, fan enough of the show and put in the subject line, it's for Team Room Talk. So, the question is, and I'll do a QA and a later in the show, actually. Uh, but specifically, the question for today was, what do you think changed about you from joining the service to leaving it? <sighs> That's I, it's interesting because that's most people say what what did the service change what did you how did it change you and then that was kind of like moving forward uh, this one the way it's worded is what changed about you since I was in uh, what changed what do you think changed about you from joining journe- joining the service and leaving it maybe it is the same question as um, the typical one um, what changed about me is. I always go back to this one, um, quite frequently, whether it was when I was a firefighter or even when I'm playing pretend in Hollywood is my, I call it my spectrum of suck. The things that suck don't suck as much. Um, you know, what I consider miserable and painful and hard to do that spectrum has widened significantly. Um, you know, so and I mean no disrespect to any actors out there, uh, but when I hear actors pissing and moaning about, you know, their feet are being sore uh, as they stand on set playing pretend all day, I remember <laughs> during the Q course, specifically during selection, which for those of you who don't know, that's the Green Beret tryouts, I remember specifically, um, I was luckily lucky I took extreme care of my feet during the long marches, uh, but I remember specifically seeing people's feet rotting off uh from poor foot care um and uh jungle rot basically um and i remember after one of our significant actually the final unknown distance march where they literally it was like the movie soldier with kurt russell where they just pointed and said start walking and you started marching with you know 75 to 100 pound rucksack and just started walking until they said stop Uh, I remember watching sunrises and sunsets during the course of that march. And afterwards, the amount of micro-fractures or actual fractures in all of our legs and shins and feet, uh, people could barely walk. It was like they had been hobbled like uh, um, James Caan in Misery. Um, We literally, and I hate that word being used or bastardized in today's society, but we literally could barely walk. You could see, you could see the green beret wannabes marching around this camp, uh, who had just finished this march. Uh, we could barely walk. We were shuffling along, doing everything possible. So with that being said, and it's not putting myself on a pedestal or being elitist, uh, life experience dictates what you consider hard or not hard. Uh, but in this case, Um, I've seen people's feet rot off. I've broken the the sheer amount of bones and surgeries. Uh, I've, the bones I've broken, the surgeries I've had for repairs, um, that has expanded my spectrum of suck. Um, And with that, with that said though, it also expands my, my spectrum of appreciation. Um, The things I've done versus getting paid to play pretend, I've, Massively appreciate that. I understand what I could be doing, or what I whether my fe, what my fellow brothers and sisters are doing. Uh, they're getting shot. They're getting shot at. They're dying. Um, they're leaving widows behind. They're leaving families um, without sons and daughters. So, I guess an appreciation of what is miserable and what I'm grateful for. Um, and that has a laundry list and an umbrella of things that specifics that are involved. But that's the generic, easy answer. Um, uh, but that hopefully answers your question. Um, and that was a little bit of, uh, team room talk, not specific to green berets, but it was specific to my service. All right. And moving on, uh, it's been a while. And for those of you who are new to the show or just kind of forgot since it's been so long, speaking of forgetting, I forgot how to run to the soundboard. I forgot how to set my volume levels. So, God willing, this actually sounds good on your uh, iPhone or whatever you're using, using to listen to the podcast. Um, uh, but for those of you who do listen, uh, this is Today in History. And there are actually teachers that take this to their class and talk about it. So, I almost have this creepy responsibility now. But uh, let's talk uh, Today in History. Today in History! All right, today in history for Saturday. Well, it doesn't matter if it's Saturday, but for May 11th. We'll just hammer them out because these are not entertaining at all. Um, today, May 11th in 1928, the first regularly scheduled U.S. TV broadcast. Uh-oh, the yawns are starting. Uh, by General Electric Station, of Schenectady. wow, that's a word, Schenectady, New York. Programs are broadcast Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday afternoons from 1.30 to 3.30 two hours of tv on three days a week my how things have changed may 11th and 1659 a little bit before all of our times christmas is banned the celebration of christmas holidays made illegal in massachusetts really you massholes the Puritans associated such celebrations with paganism and idolatry. Well, there's something to be said, depending on your scientific argument with Christmas and the pagan and Easter and all that. Violators were fined. Yeah, This remained in effect until 1681. 1560. geez, 20 plus years. Well done, Boston. Uh, May 11th, 1502, the explorer Christopher Columbus sets out on his fourth voyage. Uh, I have ancestors who were uh, traced by my father uh, to one of the... Um, One of the ships, the Nina, the Pinta, the Santa Maria. One of those crazy. Anyway, May 11th, 1992, obsessed David Letterman fan. Margaret Ray is arrested for the seventh time after trespassing onto David Letterman's property. She had previously been arrested for breaking into his home, sleeping in his bedroom and stealing his Porsche. I almost want to give her credit. Uh, moving on, May 11th, 1862, the Civil War, the Confederate Ironclad CSS Virginia. For those of you who don't know what Ironclads are, they're essentially these crazy kind of submarines, but not, uh, but they were like half submerged submarines where they were boats, but they were they didn't actually submerge per se. Uh, But they were war horses. Uh, But the Confederate ironclad CSS Virginia is blown up by her commander to prevent capture by Union forces. It had participated in the Battle of the Ironclads. Uh, Today, May 11th, 1858, Minnesota becomes the 32nd state. This is significant. May 11th in 1682. Ironically, kind of in the scroll, not too shortly after Boston lifted its Christmas ban, um, l- religious freedom. Massachusetts, ironically, more mass holes, repeals its law requiring capital punishment for Quakers reentering the ten- territory after, after banishment. A lot of stuff going on in Massachusetts. Uh, moving on. I don't know who that is. Oh. Let's keep count. Yawn number one. Uh, I don't know who that is. 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 Basically, this shows more for me than you. Sorry. Um, this is interesting. For those of you who know who this is. Died May 11th, 1985. The creator of Dick Tracy. Um, Chester Gould passed away. Dick Tracy. Very interesting comic. Uh, brought to life on screen... With not too much of a success. <laughs> um, and moving on today, this is the only one that probably is universally appreciated today, uh, May 11th, 1981. This gentleman unfortunately passed away. <laughs> marley died today may 11th 1981 born 1945 um not i'm personally not a huge bob marley fan not because it's weird in today's society it's there's this weird if you're not a fan of a lot of people assume that means you're anti i'm not anti bob marley i'm just not a fan of him. but i do like that song that's why i picked that one three little birds um the only reason i do like it ironically is it was in the will smith movie i am what the crap is the name of that movie I am I am alone I am soldier God I got to look it up just a sec. It's the whole music Hold music. Ah uh, yes, Will Smith. I am legend. Um I one of my favorite one of my favorite post-apocalypse movies. Uh, I read the book. Awesome great movie, great book. Uh but in one of the scenes during a montage he has um three little birds playing but uh moving on today in history scrolling 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 yeah that's it today in history kind of sucked but um that was today in history and moving on this shit show is continuing we now have my uh unofficial yet official co-host scott back what's up buddy right when you took a drink Hey. <laughs> so this is Scott Seagate. He's pretty much as many times as possible my co-host and we always bring him in for cowboy term or sex term, but he's going to stick around for the rest of the show. Uh so it's be we'll hot. just <laughs> it's, it's always a guaranteed thing. I'm actually actually I'm not drinking uh Scott's birthday present to me, but um I will soon when I order it. Scott me. What is it called again? The bullet, bullet bourbon bullet man. bourbon I always think of um, bullet to the head the movie with Sylvester Stallone that went straight to DVD uh, he walks oh, around man. with that the character it's yeah it's a painful you sure one <laughs> <laughs> like why do you have to bring that up and associate that with my birthday gift <laughs> 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 alright so we'll move on to a little bit I'm um, really unpracticed here A uh, cowboy term or sex term All right, that's going to require some hard limiter editing in in post-production. Cowboy term or sex term, for those of you who don't know or since forgotten, since I haven't done a show in like 50 days, um, basically I give Scott a term and then he's got to guess if it's a cowboy term or sex term and before I answer him, he then has to back up that guess with his theoretical definition and so the fun is if it's an innocuous innocent cowboy term and he chooses a sex term he then goes down this deep deprived rabbit hole of sex term definitions thus exposing us the audience to the darkness of his sexual mind
1: well that was you a know, very good description uh, i'm proud of that gotta, we all gotta show uh show a little <laughs> weird now and again i guess so, uh,
0: let your, and let your when freak you, flag
1: fly, right? Let your, let your freak <laughs> if flag Scott, fly. Um,
0: depending on no matter what Scott says, good. if he gets it, if if it is a cowboy term, you will hear. Yeah-ha! And if it is a sex term, you will hear. I'm bringing sexy back. And if you know what that's from, you're automatically cooler in my book. Because Duke Nukem and Quake were things of landline Competitions in my dorm in college.
1: What were those Boy. called?
0: They're called? Land, land lines?
1: Land parties. Land, land parties,
0: yeah. What a bunch of nerds. Hong Hall. shout out to. Nerds! <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Pacific Lutheran University. Nerds! Just ask for it. All right. So we'll do three. And Scott has chosen the letter J for today's categories of cowboy terms or sex terms. Bring on the jobs. (laughs) This is always so fun to me. Okay. Cowboy term or sex term. Cowboy term or sex term number one. Jag. J-A-G.
1: (laughs) Jag. Uh, yeah. I know this is gonna be good. Just because... oh, this was
0: really good. This is probably, this to date, might be the best double quadruple entendre one. So it could oh, be all sorts goodness. of. This could be all sorts of pump fakes.
1: Because there's so many different like
0: ways Jag fits into different. Ex- you know, oh, you That's freaking jag said, weeds Exactly. That's what she said. Yeah. So yep. again, okay. at this point, it's just a crapshoot because it's just we're basing it on the internet here.
1: Yes, that's true. That is accurate.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say sex term. All right. And your theoretical definition.
1: Theoretical definition. Uh, of a jag. friggin' jag. Uh, probably just like, I don't know, like a really sort of grody person. All right. to sleep with, like somebody you wouldn't be proud of. All
0: right, yeah, I got you. You know, bedding down. <laughs> Not too bad. So was Scott Wright, was it a cowboy term or a sex term? It was... Damn it. A cowboy term in this case, but this one, like I said, it's all over the place. But on this website, <laughs> the definition is awesome. Jag... <laughs> The definition on this cowboy website is a small load. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, all it's, right. A, it's a loser. That's that we'll could have yeah, worked. We'll that could have worked. It. I'm it's bringing cool. sexy back. Yeah, we'll amend that one. Oh so, man, I got I'm rusty here. I gotta. That one again. A small shake load. off the cobwebs. <laughs> um, okay, number two, cowboy term or sex term. These websites are awesome. Number two. Uh, a jack hole. Cowboy server sex term. Jack hole. Hole. <laughs>
1: Wait, like H-O-L-E?
0: Yeah, J-A-C-K-Space-H-O-L-E. Jackhole. Listen here, Jack Hole. Gah. This could go
1: both ways. Yeah. I'm leaning I'm leaning to the cowboy way.
0: Okay your theoretical cowboy definition.
1: My theoretical cowboy definition is like, you know, you call somebody a jackass instead of a jackass, you want to call them an asshole so it's like the best of both worlds, maybe a jackhole and you don't really say ass so it's not technically a swear. I don't know.
0: No, it sucks because you're like half right. God, you're like, you're the hybrid of answers today. Technically, it's a sex term. I'm bringing sexy back, but Damn. your definition redeems yourself because the answer is jackhole, an idiot who is a hybrid of a jackass and an asshole. So you were right. So you've kind of neutralized yourself. You're like one and one, and you're—I don't even know what the, if you're winning right now at this point. We'll just go. We'll just make this one be the win. The win of them all. Um, Three. Well,
1: you know, that's that's how it's going to happen, I guess. Jesus Christ.
0: Number three. Oh, boy. Number three, cowboy term or sex term? This
1: expense is killing
0: me. I know, I'm so sorry. Joy Juice. J O Y. J U I C E. Joy Juice. Oh.
1: Well, I mean, come on. Like. I feel like it's pretty obvious. Or is it? <laughs> I could see it having two potential definitions. <laughs> that could straddle either line.
0: Nice choice of words. <laughs> uh,
1: I'm going to say... All right, before I pick whether it's a cowboy term or a sex term... I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my my potential definitions. Okay,
0: let's hear it.
1: I think it could be option A, joy juice, as in you know, jizz. Yeah. Or option B, it could be like, uh, like booze and liquid Ooh. courage. Ooh. For uh, for riding the bull or whatever the hell you need, or for. Uh, Stealing and doing joy rides and all right,
0: whatever, I'll know. support that.
1: So those are my two possible definitions. All right, I'm sure there could be something else that's more horrifying
0: that I haven't thought of. No, I'd rather not. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm dog sitting. Stand by, Charlie. Shut up. That's what a soundboard is for. All right, number three, joy juice. So, did you pick a category? You gave uh, me definitions. I have
1: to decide on one. Because I, I, those are my definitions. Yeah. I have to decide. I'm going to go
0: <laughs> sex term. All right. Scott says sex term. And according to these nebulous websites, was he right? I'm bringing sexy back. And bam. Oh. For the win. Because oh. the other two can't right. put each other out. They're too nebulous. Joy Juice hyphen natural female lubrication. Uh-huh. According to uh, this amazing website called creativeloafing.com. <laughs> creativeloafing.com. Yes. Yeah. Brock to you. If bye. you'd like
1: to sponsor this podcast, exactly. Creative
0: Loafing. we're giving them a lot of foot traffic. All right. So that was a little bit of cowboy term or sex term. I heard that. <laughs> All right. And moving on. Uh, this is... Some people like it for some weird reason. A little bit of I have been trying to be a little bit more optimistic and positive and all that. Sometimes bullcrap, and I journal some stuff daily, and it helps some people. So this is today's Jeff's journal. Ah, oh, peaceful. All right, I'm literally opening up, and I'm not using the word literally like a valley girl. I'm using literally like it was designed. I'm opening up this journal. Every morning I wake up and I write down things, trying to be positive and embrace that stuff people talk about as far as manifesting and all that (coughs) crap. Uh, But for today, Saturday, May 11th, I do three categories. I try to make myself aware of what I'm grateful for. I try to assert something I'm going to do, or I'm trying to assert a vision or some sort of mantra or positive prediction if you will and then an action i'm going to take for the day some of these are really uh simple and some of these are really deep and meaningful but today my grant i'm grateful for i'm thankful for my family um this was in reference to a little deep dive my father and i actually have the same birthday so um, my birthday becomes a day of having to be aware of my family. <laughs> I can't forget my father. And then obviously, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Mother's Day. So it was a very family-oriented day. So I'm thankful for them. My assertion, this is this is Jeff and Scott knows me long enough that being all optimistic and universal and manifesting, it's not in my wheelhouse of muscle memory. But my assertion for today was to say I am wealthy. I literally I am not wealthy, <laughs> but that was me manifesting, trying to be wealthy. And that's, I'm not striving for wealth, but I'm try I'm striving for freedom, if you will. So I think a lot of us are. Uh, so that was my assertion and my action today, uh, things I want to actually physically do is, um, I want to be disciplined with my schedule as far as, Working on a very specific regimented day of like uh, this time I'm gonna take Izzy for a walk at this time I'm gonna go work workout etc cetera, etc cetera. so for those of you that get something out of that swell if you don't and you struggle like me to that secret universal manifesting stuff God help us all because it kicks my ass too so that was today's just journal all right. And to get Scott back involved, I'll switch it up a little bit. Today, uh, or Monday, I should say, the Russo Brothers, if you don't know who they are, they lifted the ban on the spoilers for Avengers Endgame. They are the directors Mm -hmm. of the Endgame, which made all the money forever for the rest of time. They lifted the (laughs) ban on Monday. So it's been enough days that this is a spoiler-laden chat, discussion, review of Avengers Endgame in today's Nerd Talk.
1: Nerd!
0: All right. Yeehaw. Avengers Endgame. Scott, when did you see it?
1: Oh, I saw it like the... uh, I saw one of the Thursday Night Before shows. Oh,
0: what?
1: Yeah, I got hooked up a buddy of mine... He called me right before I got off work, and uh, he had an extra ticket to wow. this premiere event for uh, one of the early shows, like the 7 o'clock shows, basically. But I guess his company just rented out a theater. Damn, bro. So Boy. I got to go see it, and they paid for our, our drinks and our food. It was a whole what? experience. It was Do I know bitching. said buddy? Say what now?
0: Do I know said buddy?
1: Uh, you might have met him, actually. Not Mike in a way, I'm just curious. Maybe once or twice. Oh, I probably should have not thrown his name out there. I,
0: guess. I didn't hear it. So <laughs> worked out. I'll make sure. But yeah, I didn't hear it. Um, uh, i was just going to say my buddy, Mike. Okay. That's all I'll say. All right. That's awesome. Holy sh... Wow. Um, yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Were you cool. going to go to an opening or a pre-opening? I really
1: hadn't planned on it. Like I wanted to see it.
0: I just yeah. hadn't planned on going opening night yeah. or anything like that. And, was it... Uh, so since you got to see it in a uh I guess you could say a non-civilian setting, was it like as fanatical as probably Oh, absolutely.
1: You... Oh, Everybody okay. lost their damn minds.
0: All right. Well, I saw it because all the theaters are open. I don't know if this is a normal thing or I'm just not aware of it. Excuse me, but a lot of the screens and theaters in LA um Again, Scott and I both live in Los Angeles, so we get a little bit spoiled when it comes to stuff like this or availability of stuff like this. True. I saw it at seven AM. My show is at seven AM. I in forty now one years didn't know seven AM movies existed in theaters. So I think unless Scott can correct me, this what that's for only big movies like this where they need the openings.
1: I think so. Yeah. I think it's like only that or if there's a specific like movie that they're trying to do like early morning matinees to get people into the theater because I remember like AMC used to do that where they have like 7 and 8 a.m. 9 a.m. Showings of different movies so they could get
0: families in early. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I saw it. It wasn't very fanatical. Like I was the only one wearing my Avengers hoodie. Shout out to Abby. Thank you for that, (laughs) by the way. Uh, and I looked like a I sh- I drove my Harley, so I looked like a bearded motorcycle club Sons of Anarchy guy. Took off my leathers, and I'm wearing my Avengers hoodie, so I definitely looked like a creep. Um, went alone. Nah, but,
1: nah. you looked like a
0: fan. But I was the only one. Nobody else was fanned out. I was I was kind of depressed, disappointed. Um, so. Scott went to this amazing, cool free drink opening. I went to a traditional theater experience. I think it was like, what day did it open? It was like a Thursday?
1: Friday. Okay. Uh, it was Friday the 26th, but I got to see it like Thursday at
0: 7 Okay, PM. so I think I saw it Saturday at 7 a.m. Um, yeah. So it, I was, it was dead. And even though the place said it was sold out like on Fandango, tons of seats were open. People um, probably just didn't go. Yeah, for sure. They probably were like, screw this 7 a.m. stuff. <laughs> It's too
1: early. I changed my mind.
0: To be honest, Scott, I don't know about you. Like 7 a.m. Even though I do the 2 a.m. wake up thing, I don't like it. It was kind of nice to go to a movie at 7 a.m. It was calm. Yeah, I got coffee. I might actually make a habit of it and i might drag your ass to it to be honest you know i
1: would be down because i tell you what at this point i'm almost on the same schedule you are
0: yeah (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) so it was that and uh so i'll just we'll i'll just kind of go phase by phase this is trivial but it's kind of applicable to a three-hour freaking movie did you get food and drink i did did you get an intermission? I heard some theaters are doing intermissions. No, no intermission. See, I did not do food and drink because of I knew there was no intermission. There was no way in hell I was going to leave for a bathroom break.
1: Yeah, I, t- I, uh, we, I peed like right toward the beginning. <laughs> like right right after the, uh, you know, fuck it, we're doing the spoiler show. Oh, like, yes, right spoiler. after they chopped off Thanos' head.
0: <laughs> oh, wait, you left in the movie to pee? I ha- I just, I had to, I yeah. had too many drinks before. That wasn't allowed. Yeah, that was and not. And I was like, you know option. what? If I'm going to go, now is probably the best time. Yeah. A spike so, and then a lull.
1: Yeah. I like took off real quick. And then I came back and my buddy was like, okay, here's what you missed. And oh, he like Jesus. beat by beat it really fast. And then I yeah. was like, all right, great. And he goes, okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom now. Like, all <laughs> right.
0: Did you see it more than once? Oh, um, yes. How many times? I've seen it. A good number of times. Less than five? I've seen it more than five. Times. Holy shit, Scott! I didn't think you were that big of a fan of these.
1: Uh well Just sometimes. circumstantial? Circumstantially. Look, look, alright. <laughs> Every single Marvel movie that's ever come out, I've never been like, oh, I gotta see it. Uh. Oh, see, but, this is that for me. But I am a fan of Marvel and the Marvel Universe. Well, and yeah. There are Marvel movies that I've always enjoyed. Like yeah. I loved the first Iron Man. I yes. loved it. I was really excited about it. Uh, but there's been so many movies and not all of them have been good. And I oh, will no. fight everybody on ones they think are good that are not
0: good. <laughs> Thor, the Dark World, not the that best. That was terrible. That is, pan- that is like universally panned as being Ugh. horrible. So, wow, I – more than five. Like, I – Scott, you've – I I thought I knew you.
1: <laughs>
0: I've seen it in enough times. I, wow, cause I might go out in the morning to just, just to feel better about myself.
1: I had to make sure that I I
0: definitely liked it. I'm not fucking around. I'm actually going to open up my uh, Fandango on my phone to remind myself to see if there's another 7 a.m. showing in the morning. I'd go again. Really? We'll, yeah, we'll talk offline all right so uh Scott's seen it a lot I've only seen it once um so I'm trying to think of this how to host this phase by phase did you know any spoilers before you went in well you couldn't have you saw it the earliest of early
1: uh, I didn't know any like spoilers going in I didn't know anything about the movie other than stuff I had already like kind of heard or read ahead of time
0: okay so I, I I almost, I banned the internet as hard as possible to avoid spoilers. And I luckily didn't see any, I just saw a bunch of fan theories and none of them were really right.
1: Um, I knew there was going to be time travel.
0: Yeah, that's pretty much everybody knew that I, my fantasy was that they somehow brought Deadpool's time travel in because they all had that weird little handheld wristwatch thing that looked like the one in Deadpool two. And so I was fantasizing that that was the same one he and uh, Cable wore.
1: Well, that's also not even, that's also cl- not not even that close. Is out of the realm of possibility, either. For a lot of other reasons, we can
0: discuss well, as per- well. Yeah, Fox Marvel crossover.
1: Yeah, yeah. well, there's you- a lot. There's a lot there. Like there, you- there is a set photo of Hugh Jackman on the set of Avengers.
0: What there is? Yes, I have a heart. I'm like man crushed on Hugh Jackman. How did I miss that? Man, Wait, and it's not photoshopped.
1: I'm pretty damn sure like it it was circulating like a long time ago. And, and... Uh, then I then I saw that and then there was like a set photo of the same same day or within the same week of uh, Ant-Man with the guys on uh like during New York Battle yeah. while sure. Avengers 1. And
0: yeah. it was all on yeah, the same like photo set. That... So what happened?
1: Well, what I think happened is they didn't get all the rights cleared before they, like, finished pickups, so there was just too much extra stuff to shoehorn in, so they didn't. But there's a theory that, as we're going to see with the next Spider-Man movie, Far From Home, multiverse. Yeah. And that the multiverse will establish the X-Men. Oh, my God.
0: is the silence that's worst thing in the world for a podcast but I would
1: oh. that's the running theory
0: There's and a,
1: there I, was I, a lot of shit that got shot
0: so I can't. so wait like if I google Hugh Jackman on Endgame
1: end is
0: it Endgame set?
1: I believe so Scott
0: how'd I miss this? Okay, I remember this picture. Walker. Hmm. Well, I might have to uh, text an individual and ask. <laughs> huh. Okay. So time travel. We knew that going in. I'm trying to think of this phase by phase. Uh, and then, did you see that meme where we all owe the rat a huge, gra- <laughs> like a huge thank you? If it weren't for that rat, Endgame wouldn't exist. Right. So, for those of you who don't know, again, this is spoiler, 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 spoiler. A rat walks across the dash of the van uh, for the Ant Man um, Quantum Realm van, if you want to call it, brings Scott back, thus creating him and the the opportunity for time travel and all that crap. And that's what happens. What do you think of Hulk? Uh, you know, I was fail.
1: I, I was, hated it. I was all right with it, but only because, I don't know. I ex- I, I guess I just expected it. But what Wait, did you I'd know mixed... of
0: that character? Oh, Professor in like the, Hulk? Yeah. Yeah. I, I Yeah, I, seeing him brought to life didn't work for me. Like, it worked in the comics, but it didn't work for me in, on screen.
1: I, I expected it, so I wasn't surprised, but I also was like... I know, I know it was like a five-year jump, and then he's Professor Hulk. I was like, I could have used some yeah, explanation we needed, on that. We needed,
0: some jo- we needed some Hulk joy juice to throw back to Cowboy Terminator Yeah, Sester. We just were like ramrodded Professor Hulk out of the blue, and I was like, oh, too much. But, and every time I see a CGI thing like that, being a DC loyalist, I'm like, how in God's name did they screw up Henry Cavill's upper lip? When they can bring Professor Hulk to life, relatively I'm more believably. I'm irritated
1: that even though, like, don't get me wrong, it was an impressive mustache. He could have just put on a fake fucking mustache.
0: For yeah, for um, uh,
1: like what the hell?
0: Mission Impossible Fallout. Yeah,
1: that's such shit. It man. was a
0: it was a pee pee contest of the studios. Yeah, Hello? I think they're just standing their ground on principle, saying, "Sorry, nope, we signed him and he's ours right now." being giant dildos <laughs> it sucks because i'm a massive blind loyalist to justice league and i fallout was awesome so it's kind of like god dang if fallout sucked i'd be like well that makes me more mad but damn it it was good mm-hmm. um back to uh end game what else where else were we oh the other trap i don't know just moving along with the introduction of people fat thor I wasn't happy with that. It was funny. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. Now go with me on this as an, as actor Scott. So if you're working on a project long enough, you get kind of not necessarily numb to it, but you get numb to it and kind of start fucking with it and playing with it and having fun with it. But to the loyal fan who hasn't, because if you think about a movie you've worked on, like a movie takes a year to shoot so they are so numb to this character and they've been doing it over 10 years where we just get glimpses of 90 minute to three hour movies every other year or so. So they lightheartedly kind of take for granted the seriousness of what the consumer needs. So you see what I'm saying? Like, like let me think of like a theater play or a theater performance, the last run of a theater performance you do a lot of stuff that the audience might not necessarily appreciate, but it's more fun for the actor because you've lived this character so long on stage live that it's fun for you. It's fun for your other actors because this thing is you're numb to it, but the audience hasn't experienced the same saturation of that character. So it loses the humor for them receiving it. So that's how I took it. Like I, the fat Thor thing, took me out not to be completely artsy fartsy but it took me out like i i found the humor in it but it took me out of i did need thor ragnarok amongst mid game or uh, end game mm. <laughs> that's my theory because i think the overall thing I, I i still love the end game all this being said the thing i think they missed the they missed on was the this was the one time for Marvel to show weakness in, like, they opened with Jer- with Hawkeye losing his family. I was tearing up two seconds into Endgame. I'm like, not now. I got three hours. I can't be tearing up this soon. But, like, okay, I was, like, showing, like, they're, like, showing the weakness and showing on the continuation of um, Infinity War, showing that... I don't want to say PTSD. That's horseshit. I hate PTSD. People are using that for Endgame. It's a comic book movie, but showing the humanity and the weakness of superheroes. They showed it with the the Steve Rogers leading the uh, the counseling group. They showed it with Hawkeye losing his family, and then I wasn't ready for comic relief. It seemed too opposite. Like it was it, it was it was like this comic relief rape right in the middle of travesty.
1: Oh man! See, you totally you gotta you should watch the movie again. Okay, and you should and that, reconsider. That's where it could be different. Is
0: I haven't seen it thirteen times like you.
1: Arguably, Thor's story is one of the saddest stories in the in the entire damn movie.
0: Yeah, and they showed that in in uh, Infinity War where he's crying about his his mother, his sister, his father, his his brother. has kill, tried to kill him multiple times you know, when he's talking to, um, uh, yeah, exactly.
1: Rocket. And he says he should probably, he's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm fine. I should probably be not fine, but you know, yeah. and then him, him in his mind, he failed to kill Thanos and failed to prevent everybody from dying. So that I failure think, is Lestrade that broke the camel's I back. I
0: agree. But the way they portrayed it all, uh, um, uh, the big Lebowski killed what it could have been. Because Thor, of all people, could have been the one to be like, I could have stopped this. I screwed up. I didn't... This isn't Jeff being like, oh, Mr. Fitness Thor needs to be ripped and whatever. I love... I would have liked to see kind of like end of days Schwarzenegger, deep dark depression, Frank Castle drinking Thor. I get that approach. But the fact they knew us seeing Chris Hemsworth fat would automatically make us giggle. And to me, that trivialized what they could have done with the, I screwed up, I killed half of humanity because I failed. Because I think, they made him I the think big you, uh,
1: I think you're reading too much into the fact being a ploy. I know. As, and honestly, like, and I'm aware watch, of that. if you watch all the Thor movies, even the stupid Dark World bullshit, <laughs> if you watch all three of those movies, two Ragnarok,
0: And like Infinity War. Oh, I did the whole watch every Marvel movie in the right order prior to seeing Endgame.
1: Right. But now I'm saying if you were to watch like Thor 1, and then Thor's 2 and 3, and then Endgame.
0: Massive evolution of the character.
1: Yes, exactly. But it's not, what I'm saying is it wouldn't be surprising. Like him going the Lebowski way isn't surprising the first movie you watch him like gorge himself when he's like just being like i'm a champion and he's like eating fucking everything and like drowning in multiple beers and things
0: scott of all people could okay i'll watch it again i'm looking it's actually
1: one of the most complete character arcs and everybody's just like mad because oh we're mad because thor's not ripped and no, that's not it. And
0: no, that's not it. It's because it was, it was, it was, it was like a nod to the audience that of all the Avengers, everybody knows from social media, Chris Hemsworth in real life is a Greek god, and that was like the last thing they needed to do because if they, this is, I'm, I know I'm getting way hung up on this, but like take all of the performance and just put him in. Long sleeve t-shirts and all that, like not fat Thor, just wasted Thor. And the performance and everything, he ch- all of his actor choices and all that artsy fartsy stuff would have mattered. But because we took actor Chris Hemsworth, Greek God on Earth and put a fat suit on him, it distracted me from what could have been. I completely, I'm going to watch it. I'm looking at Fandango right now. I think the earliest showing is nine. Oh, I think I am a seven morning one. So those were fun but I'm going to, I'll go to again tomorrow and I'll, I'll, I agree. (laughs) Thor of all people. And okay. Now that'll bring up my next point. We'll move on. What about your thought about a bunch of the fans saying this just pandered to all the fan needs? One of the theories is, and I have a, you need to follow this guy. If I haven't done it, I'll do it while we're talking. Um, this gentleman, his name's Keith. He's, uh, Indian and his name is technically Karan, K-A-R-E-N. Americans okay. pronounce it Karen, but it's Kron. Okay. Um He has a fan page called the Nice Cast. Mass, where we become friends over social media. But one of his interesting theories was that uh, Age of Ultron is possibly the best Avengers movie because it showed it was one of the only ones that showed character and showed like true, like when they had all those flashbacks and when um, um, Scarlet Witch showed him like all those horrible. Uh, alternative realities it was one of the few avengers movies that showed weakness and character arcs and all that whereas the theory fan theory is that uh Endgame just pandered thoughts
1: <laughs> i don't know about it pandered like there's a lot pandered could ways. also be
0: pandered could also be like hey we got to wrap this shit up
1: see for me it's just like pandered is really all in the eye of the beholder if you feel like a movie pandered to you is because you feel like it gave you things that you didn't want probably and thought that it didn't need whereas it's you know it's subjective i feel like i didn't think the movie really pandered that I much i didn't
0: either because i went into it that was like the spoilers i had were not necessarily uh, plot spoilers, but far as like, they're like opinion spoilers. Like I had heard. Oh, sure. And so I was like, I was watching it like going, does this pander? And to me, there's a difference between pandering and like a nod. Like when uh, Captain America said hail Hydra.
1: Yeah. I just got the chills.
0: I just got the chills re saying that just now because I was like, how are they going to incorporate the epic character arc in this comic books of him saying hail Hydra and Thor Or um, uh, Captain uh, America uh, holding—I always say it wrong—Thor's hammer. Yeah, Thor's hammer, Mjolnir. God, I lost my mind. And some people were saying that was pandering. I was like, no, that was that was a a fan.
1: Fan, I'm sorry, but like, if you have a way to tie in comic elements, and or panels or iconic moments from the comics into a overarching story that you already have
0: put together. Yeah.
1: Yes. Please do it because we will love it. It's not pandering if you, if it's like on purpose and it serves a purpose.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. (laughs) I I can't wait. I'm actually, as soon as we're done wrapping, I'm going to order, get tickets. We'll talk. Um,
1: Um, Hell. Uh, The, um, the one thing in that movie that I was just like, surprised by the most was mostly that uh they did kill thanos at the beginning of the the movie oh yeah oh damn this is dick
0: around (laughs) i yeah again this is obviously massive spoilers yeah but then like the hems or uh thor's like "Eh," head off moving on
1: Boom! yeah
0: that was pretty awesome i was and that was at that point in the movie i was like well, where the hell are they gonna go now? I mean, I know there's gonna be time travel, but shit. Um, uh, what Some else? Good are stuff. We, what are the other big bumper topics? Um, I was. This is interesting because I know Brie Larson shot this before she shot uh, Captain, Mar- Captain Marvel. She Which, shot
1: this before she shot Captain Marvel, and so then she during couldn't... pickups they shot other stuff. Yeah, um, to help with like anything that didn't fit.
0: Yeah. So she couldn't flesh it out. And a lot of fans and nerds are like pissed about her involvement because I was I was putting a lot of weight on time travel and Captain Marvel. And if you think about it and because Scott and I have talked about this with um, uh, Arrested Development when it comes to like casting major actors or actors that hate each other or just actors that have scheduling issues, the amount of green screen and split screen and digital switcher switcheroonies. She wasn't in this movie much. Like, I don't even know if she shared screen time. Like, if okay, she shared screen time, yes, but really, if you, I'm gonna watch it tomorrow and, and assess this. If she actually was probably on set with anybody at any no, time, she
1: definitely was.
0: Well, yeah, the opening with Thor when he says, I like this one and all that, but after that, when she goes off and says, I have other plans to deal with. It's interesting because the Marvel, whether they meant to or not, put a lot of weight on Mar- Captain Marvel's involvement in defeating Thanos because oh, she just no. kind of disappeared. No. Shows I... up in digital effects and gets her ass kicked. Really? By Thanos without a without an Infinity Gauntlet, he he kicked more ass without the gauntlet in in, in Endgame than Thanos he did with was the gauntlet. Thanos in a Infinity. badass. Oh yeah, I agree. But I I, was... I, think,
1: I think it's like see for Captain Marvel in general, she has to be a part of the situation because Captain Marvel is like a big deal in general as far mm-hmm. as the comics go, and it's one of the characters that he needed to bring to the table, and they brought her to the table. She had a good movie the intro like i know a lot of some people didn't like it i thought it was fine honestly. i love the movie i thought it was
0: fine i really liked it
1: and uh but outside of that like this is end game and this end game has always been about the avengers and not just the avengers but like the original avengers so it yeah. couldn't be captain marvel that like saves the day good point
0: i vow yeah i stand corrected good point yeah it's, it's like it's really
1: movie. not it's really never been her fight Good you point. know, she's coming in last minute to like help, but I like the way they handle this. It. Like, she's right. They, there's other planets in the yeah, universe that don't that's have a good
0: point. the Avengers. Yeah, the original, the OG Avengers, which would be fuck, Captain America, um, Iron Man, you know, um, Black Widow, Hulk, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Who am I missing? That's it. Yeah, that's it. And Thor. And Thor. Yeah, thank you, Thor. That's and it. All
1: of the stories are like. Pretty much tied up, really. Yeah. Uh, most, Almost all the Avengers are done. Yeah. There's, nobody's really coming back.
0: I'm confused as shit. I hate time travel movies. I am confused as shit when it comes to Steve Rogers coming back old, yet with his shield. So does that mean... Because did Steve Rogers... Let's say none of the time travel stuff existed. Does Captain America age? Or does he just age slower a la Logan Wolverine? He ages way slower. So, when we see old Steve Rogers in Endgame, does that mean he never took the serum?
1: No, no. I think that means... Because he said, I got some
0: of that life that Tony talked about. So, yeah. he
1: definitely took a serum. This is like post-life. So, does he that took, mean he, he didn't put,
0: fly the plane into the ice? No, and- he
1: did. What What happened is... The idea is that he put all the stones back in the proper timelines uh-huh. from the moment when they took them, okay. right? The moment when they took the stone in that timeline was like well after he'd already been in the in the ice. Okay. But it's when Peggy is like heading up agents of shield. Okay. Right? So basically he just shows back up and is like, "Hey, keep this low key. I'm back." And just stays with her from that point forward.
0: <sighs> so like the fifties, f- job
1: fifties, 50s, sixties, 50s, whenever they stopped there.
0: Stopped Agents of Shield or stopped the whole uh Remember
1: when uh whenever uh When Peggy Tony, and Tony, Tony Tommy Lee and Jones uh Tony and Cap stopped and saw Tony's dad. Yes. So whatever year that was. Okay. So when he put the stones back there, that's where he stayed instead of coming oh. back.
0: Okay, that helped me a lot because that
1: yeah, he put everything else back in the proper times and then he did that one last and put those back and instead of coming back to his time, he just stayed stayed And he still had the one thing. so if he needed to come back, he could. God.
0: And I don't know about you. I'm my blind loyalty to Justice League is parallel to my blind loyalty to Captain America. Oh yeah, that's great. (laughs) With that being said, when he came back, I was like, "You selfish prick!" You know, I had a moment of like, "Oh, so you get this, but Tony gets to die? He has a wife and a daughter that he adores, but you get to do your little selfish? I get Peggy? Why? Why nobody else gets to do that?"
1: No, hey, Captain America already sacrificed himself for the greater good more than enough times. I I agree. And Tony, but see, Tony got to have his like retired life for five years and it was great. And it was what he needed. Yeah, valid. But Tony was always, this was always going to be the end for Tony.
0: There was no other way. Did you see the post where the Russo brothers are claiming, or there's a post roaming around as of today, uh, Saturday, May 11th, that they had planned as far as back as 2015, they knew Stark was going to die.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely did.
0: It was oh, yeah. always I mean, the plan. Do you think uh, RDJ knew? No, oh, yeah, he knew. He had to have known. That poor bastard.
1: No, and I don't think so. I think he had to have known what was coming because he would have definitely wanted to be a part of that decision for sure. And it would have made sense. It's the only logical way for Iron Man's character to finish the Marvel arc.
0: Yeah, I mean, he literally... And it was, it was forced down our throats, the whole... Um, God I forgot I've since forgotten and this is due to the Jameson um, the whole every beginning has an end what was the thing like all the advertising was beating us to death with
1: Oh yeah every beginning has an end you're yeah. like it all ends here yada, yeah yeah So yeah
0: it started with Robert Downey Jr playing Iron Man and but that I was actually surprised that they actually catered not catered but like fulfilled that assumption of all things because I mean, the name of the Captain America movie was The First Avenger. It wasn't Iron Man, The First Avenger. It was Captain right. America, The First Avenger. So I was actually surprised they actually knocked off Tony Stark and completed the circle, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, what are I your mean, thoughts? Like, what fails, things you wish you'd do different, or are you, like, happy, like, completely content with how it went?
1: Uh, Overall, I'm pretty happy. I wish there was more stuff during the end battle with like all of the characters they got to come back. I would have liked to have seen more stuff with like the characters just in general,
0: like after the whole Avengers assemble, like,
1: yeah, yeah. Like more fighting with like the main characters and having, um, some of those characters actually get to interact amidst the battle and be like, you know, maybe relaying experiences of like what the hell happened to them. Even if it was just like really quickly. Yeah. Um, stuff like that would have been cool That's to see. Awesome. I really was hoping they would have just looped in some of the damn X-Men. Like I was really hoping for that. Can you,
0: what now, and this is, here's the thing. And a lot of people I'm dealing with this with whole Jack Reacher thing is people don't understand licensing and producers and, and overlap and the sheer amount of stuff people just don't understand. Like, um, for how to go correct me if i'm wrong scott was for spider-man to appear in that um captain america civil war mm-hmm. fox had to release that and give him a basically approval to sony had to yes yeah, sony i stand corrected sony and the reason sony owned it is because on contract for them to maintain ownership, they had to continue making a show every X amount of years to yep. keep ownership, and that's why um, the Fantastic Four keep getting movies made every once in a while, is because as long as they may keep making movies, they keep maintaining ownership. And and Spider Man finally, the Sony people finally said, okay, we're going to let you bleed into Marvel, and so fuck where was I going with this? Oh, event or uh, X Men? How? With everything Ryan Reynolds has done with Deadpool, with everything, how how can they have not amended X-Men into... Like, if you saw Wolverine for a fraction of a second, I would have probably killed myself and just called it good. Because life could not get any better if I saw Wolverine running when uh, Captain America said Avengers assemble. What's holding back? What is it? Is it Fox at that point? Keeping... X-Men from crossing over into Marvel.
1: Probably because they still do have like their new run of X-Men movies that are
0: coming that are supposed to be
1: better. I don't know. I'll see how this next one is, I
0: guess. Wait, wait, uh, what next one are you talking about? The um... the Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. Who are they using for that? They're not using the original uh, lady. It's
1: they're they're continuing from like the X-Men first class series with like James McAvoy as a, So it's a continuation of that. Now it's like I think 70s, 80s, maybe the 90s with these characters. So it's like the young X-Men's Cyclops, Jean Grey,
0: X-Men, albeit Marvel, which Marvel is like a guaranteed success. Like calculation is still like a bastardization, and the only success in X-Men world. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you think this is biased, is Wolverine.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> currently and they or they need Deadpool. to like get their they need to get their shit together and make it happen already because come on, man. <laughs> come on. I just watched da. I
0: just rewatched Deadpool 1 and 2 and it's this just seems like a no no brainer to bring in these characters albeit whether it's a multiverse or whatever. Like they own their they're, they're man, it's not it like they're trying happened. to bring in Batman. They're bringing in a. a They're all a, Marvel characters. Yeah, do exactly. It. They're bringing in Marvel characters.
1: And while you're at it, put Blade in there. He belongs in there.
0: That's a whole other conversation. The original, correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, original cinema or comic book character brought to cinema. The original first person to do it, Blade. Yes? No. Who? Successfully brought. Who? Dolph Lundgren. He man? Or Punisher? Yeah. Okay. I go back to my adjective. Successfully brought to cinema. Successfully brought to cinema. <laughs> Attempted. Yes, Dolph Lundgren playing Punisher. Okay, but... from
1: Marvel because we other uh, we can't
0: include DC in this if that's the case. Okay, now who are you talking about to with DC? Ton of those. I mean, that could be Michael Keaton Batman.
1: Superman, Batman.
0: Wait, which Superman? Cuz like yeah,
1: Chris even the Ruiz. early Supermans were successful. There was four of them. Yeah,
0: but if you, yeah, fuck, that's a good point. Because as a DC fan, yeah, like, yeah, because like the Chris Reeves' Superman were like one-offs. Like they were like there and done. You didn't like fulfill. You didn't feel like a universal. We're gonna create a universe with these guys. <laughs>
1: No, it was the Superman, the Christopher E. Superman were its own thing, obviously, but they were successful because it was a four-movie franchise with continuing characters.
0: I think, and like a lot of nerd forums and all that are like giving Blade, like... Blade saying, was a big one because credit. it was one of
1: like the more hardcore properties. Yeah,
0: and it was one of the more hardcore, one of the ones that more honored the character more than anything. And it honored the character so much to the point that g- generic audiences, non-comic book fans, didn't fully realize. They're like, oh, that was a comic book? We just saw that you pulled that out of your ass. Yeah, Blade. was And great. ironically, okay, so who has Ryan Reynolds played? To just go on a side tangent, he's played Cap- or uh, uh, Green Lantern. Green DC. Lantern. Is that DC? Yeah, DC. R.I.P. And he's gone. <laughs> Is R.I.P. A. a comic? No, I said Green Lantern. R.I.P. Oh, I was thinking of um, what was the movie he played? Where it was called wasn't it called R.I.P. Where they like arrested um, he and uh, who was the character? Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, I know what you're talking were, about. Dead I people.
1: forgot that and it got made. Yeah, I think everybody does.
0: i liked it to be honest with you uh but yeah he played green lantern so dc switched over to marvel as deadpool in um wolverine as a failed deadpool resurrected deadpool as a marvel character so props to that guy he was also in blade trinity blade yeah that's what i was saying is blade trinity and that's marvel so he was originally marvel before he went to dc before he went back to marvel god damn Scott, we gotta get in these damn comic book movies.
1: I know. <laughs> I mean, so. it's you just gotta find the right character fit, yeah. you know? So I mean, uh, hell, Zachary Levi got the Shazam dude, apparently. Oh. I haven't seen that. I heard it was good. But I,
0: I need to see that actually, to be honest with you. Um and as a again, a DC blind loyalist and by when i say blind loyalist that's like i'm also the guy that goes to the expendables movies and enjoys them knowing they're complete shit (laughs) so oh yeah it's an action festive yeah just slap dash it's it's an action jack-offery but i've heard what's uh, the biggest explosion we can make happen here (laughs) but i've heard uh, uh shazam is actually redemptive in the dc world quite frankly.
1: I have heard this also. I mean, it's got Mark strong as the bad guy
0: and he's a good actor. So, I mean, I I hope we will watch that tomorrow. Um, have you seen it?
1: I haven't. I have not.
0: Um, without getting too descriptive, uh, it's an individual I can text and congratulate and he's a nice guy. Like it sucks. Like, or it's good, but it's like, ah, He's a nice guy and appreciates it. Maybe we'll go to Shazam tomorrow. What time does shoot tomorrow? Uh, it starts at 8 a.m. Oh, hell no. Yeah, I'm going alone, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, that looks good. Maybe we'll do that next is a Shazam review. Um, and for those who don't know, the whole disaster is Shazam was originally called Captain Marvel. Their li- correct me if I'm wrong. Their licensing expired and Marvel optioned it as Captain Marvel, took over the name, not the character of Captain Marvel. DC took its sweet-ass time and brought it back and said, oh, shit, we can't call it Captain Marvel anymore because Marvel took over Captain Marvel. Uh, We'll call it Shazam. Yeah. So that's where all the discrepancy between the original, original, original Captain Marvel was actually Shazam.
1: That sounds Um, about right, yeah.
0: But they dilly-dallied. There was zero, like... Uh, traffic, so to speak, on their comic books, so they just kind of let it die. And Marvel, being the geniuses, even back in the '40s, they are snatched it up real quick and up, and applied it to their their female heroine. Um, yeah, I need to see that actually. Uh, so, Endgame. Hey, if we end do game. a five star system, what would you say?
1: Four and a half out of five.
0: I'd agree. Four and a half out. of Four and point two five. Out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Infinity War was a four and a half out of five to me. I don't know. That's a hell of a movie to follow up. So it's like a lose lose. Like that kind of sequels, you're gonna you're shooting yourself in the foot.
1: I thought they complemented each other pretty well.
0: Did they now? Did they shoot those back to back, all like um, Lord of the Rings?
1: I don't know about back to back, but pretty damn close because they like they did shoot things pretty close together. And then they were doing a lot of reshoots or not reshoots, but pickups slash reshoots earlier this year.
0: And I got to give them credit. It's funny when they did the press tour. They only did the people that the generic audience knew survived. So the whole uh, junkets were uh, Robert Downey Jr., Thor, Thor. captain america it was really thin they didn't like and they didn't like to their credit i'm a massive fan of behind the scenes and all this oh i love that yeah Yeah, that was really impressive Um, i
1: love that they like some of the cast they just could not tell certain details so they were just telling (laughs) them a bunch of like bullshit details
0: have you seen all this stuff like to be brutally gross like every morning i'll open up facebook well let me put the order in the right order i'll sit on the toilet open up facebook and now there's that whole new watch feature where yeah it'll just be videos and it learned it's it's creepy um um uh, what is it what is it in a what uh, terminator what's the overwhelming computer Oh, Skynet. Skynet. Skynet yeah. learns the, all the algorithms of all the shit you watch, and inevitably, I'll sit down, and it's always Marvel stuff, and it always like has this watching of of uh, Tom Holland <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo screwing up all the stuff they shouldn't say. Yeah, and it's brilliant watching Tom Holland try not to give away spoilers is one of my most favorite videos ever
1: well that's why like uh i don't know if you saw he thought he showed up to the day of the funeral shoot (laughs) and he shows up and everybody's dressed in black and he was just like he was told it was a wedding (laughs) so he's like walking around like uh hey where's where's robert at (laughs) Mm. and everybody was like
0: (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) He, okay. Don't worry about it. He and to be, like, this is actor Jeff and Scott Jeff. Like, in this jaded world of unappreciation of, like, when you're in Hollywood and making bajillions of dollars, he and I don't know, would you say Hemsworth and Evans, like, they seem like genuinely just like, holy, and Levi, uh, Zachary Levi, they just seem like genuinely like, holy crap, I'm down to earth and normal yet i am a god amongst men when it comes to finances and and cinema history yeah they
1: seem like they're pretty they're pretty like down to earth and probably very humble people
0: and i'm impressed in this i've gone like on these weird deep dives when it comes to like holland um pitching himself for spider-man a la the whole jack reacher pitch When he would send him, like, videos of him doing gymnastics and completely forcing himself down Marvel's throat, saying, I am the perfect Spider-Man. And it's pretty cool, like, to see a kid. I mean, he's a kid.
1: I think he's been nailing it. He needs to stop, like, spoiling details for people, (laughs) but... I think he's otherwise nailing it. Yeah. He's,
0: I, he's just excited, which yeah. is great. Which is kind of cool and endearing yeah. because he's so goddamn excited. It's cute. He, he's not it's jaded. Very, it's very
1: endearing. You're like, yeah. Yeah, you exactly. oh, yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. little fella. Well, it's kind of like Cuba Gooding Jr. Buddy. when he won the Oscar. Uh, was it, Did he win the Oscar for Jerry Maguire's Best Supporting? Oh, maybe. He lost his shit for that. Like, he lost his mind. And it was kind of nice to see somebody go, like, fully appreciate Wow, this is what I do versus like this whole like simple. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I dig it, and I'm 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 hard up on watching him and Hall doing their whole press tour for Homecoming because yeah. it, like you said, it's endearing and it's cute. Um, so four and a half, four and two quarters, or four and three quarter, four and one quarter stars out of five. What's next for Marvel? Like I know, like their whole they're online talking about the next. Um, what do they call it? Not chapter, phase. Um, phase, yeah. Is that their multiverse thing? You think? Where? Because I know no. in the comics, um, uh, <clears throat> what's his butt does take up, become Captain America. Yeah. Um, what's his name? It's blanked. Hawkeye or not? Hawkeye Falcon. Falcon. Okay. I know that's an arc within the comics, and okay. now that they opened Let's up, see. spoiler in in uh, here, Spider-Man Homecoming. The multiverse allows them to change everything. Actors playing the characters, it allows them to justify any decision being made.
1: It's true. It's crazy. Here is what's coming up for phase four. Uh, Yeah. Wasp, Escape from the Microverse, Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Fantastic Four, the Mighty
0: Thor. Wait, Fantastic Four again? <laughs> yep. Oh, those poor bastards.
1: Only, but yeah, but think about it. Now at this time, it will be under this Marvel umbrella, so maybe it won't suck. Yeah. Because the Thor has been made only by Sony. Yeah. Now uh, wait, who
0: will they use? Uh, what's his yeah, butt Good from... question.
1: I guess we'll have to find out.
0: <laughs> from Rocky or what's his butt from, uh Chris Evans? That would be funny. As I thought. dug him his flame. Or uh, what's his? Uh, oh yeah, oh. is the Human Torch? Yeah, Human Torch. Okay,
1: so yeah. those three. Then there's the Mighty Thor, Black Panther, Secret Empire, Spider-Man, Dimensions.
0: What? What do you want? What are you looking at?
1: I'm looking at Marvel Phase Four movies in the future of. Uh, there's just like I just googled it.
0: Damn.
1: <laughs> uh, Namor the Submariner, Captain Marvel and the Valkyries, uh, Ant Man and the Masters of Evil and then versus the masters of evil, warlock, the thunderbolts and avengers 5.
0: Damn. So, speculation here. Um So we got Wait, uh, what was it you said? You said Thor. Interesting. I mean, that's non-committal because if you, here's the weird thing, if you think about Doctor Strange and Black Panther and, and uh, Black Widow, out of, what, 10 years, 22 movies, or whatever the numbers are, one movie, yet giant impact in the uh, final movie, the final, I don't know, say, in the franchise. Well, hell, Black Widow doesn't even have a movie. And Doctor Strange has one. Black, or, um, and Black Panther has one.
1: Oh, snap. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, God. I just saw, okay, if you're seeing Avengers again, stay after the credits. I did. I stayed until they kicked me out. No, uh, I guess this was just posted uh, May 10th. So yesterday. yesterday, Okay. Avengers Endgame now has a post-credits scene, and the picture above it is, uh, it looks like it's maybe a scene from Spider-Man Far From
0: Home. Oh, which we may have seen. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, because, I mean, per, from a producer standpoint, they would use that to pitch their next movie, which, at the, I mean, now that Endgame's done, the general population only knows of Spider Man. There's no other franchise that's factual. Black Widow's been discussed, all these things, but actual footage being captured, the only character in the entire Marvel Universe that has footage is Spider Man. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'll still stay. I, I'm going to, I'm looking right now. I'm going to go tomorrow and I will stay till they kick me out as I did last time. But no, that's good to know. Yeah. It was funny. Cause when I stayed, they said, we know you're all staying, please leave. There's nothing to watch.
1: <laughs> well, maybe, maybe it'll be added this time
0: those guys I, I picture um feige and the russo brothers like dexter as a serial killer in their basement with like pins and string drawing out this complex mass murder like <laughs> plot line that only they understand i i can't fathom when it came to iron man they they had a concept of what would have happened
1: they probably, I, I think the minute they started going into Avengers and they really had the Avengers like figured out, they probably then developed the yeah. web of story plot that would My proceed goodness. to inhabit the rest of our lives. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't realize, you, God, you went so many times I'm actually feel insecure. I <laughs> said how many times you went. Um, well, that was like Way many minutes of uh, end game chat. So I'm a lot just, of end game. yeah, I'm just gonna like uh, make an executive decision and wrap it up, and we will finish this show up. and moving on, thank you for listening to Nerd Chat. All right, moving on. Um, we're gonna hammer through these sons of bitches. Interesting insight, and Scott will appreciate this, and Kit Scott can actually discuss this. Uh, Today's segment on where in Hollywood is Jeff Bosley is actually going to be temporarily renamed to where in Hollywood isn't Jeff Bosley. Hollywood is Jeff Bosley. (laughs) So, uh, a lot of uh, supporters, fans, etc., particularly the Jack Reacher people, have been like, Jeff, you don't seem to work or actually do stuff in Hollywood. Au contraire, mon frere. That means, uh, on the contrary, my brother. Um, I actually was on a major show on Showtime. Scott, I told him off air, off the record, so to speak, what the show was. And it was with a major movie star, major character, major TV show. Uh, we are doing what's called um, the camera rehearsal. Um, and that's, Scott, you're always welcome to chime in. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Camera mm-hmm. rehearsal is essentially we're going to, they're going to let the actors do what they feel is right. And the camera's going to kind of see what the camera meant. the camera operators are going to see what the actors are doing and plan accordingly as far as lenses and movements, focus, right. focus et cetera. Myself and Fandy <clears throat> Newton were like doing our scene And I'm a giant. She is not. The other character in the show is not a giant. And they recast me on the spot and had a PA, uh, a production assistant, take my character, put him in. Ouch. Yeah. And that's, I'm not knocking production assistants. Uh, Many of us have done some form of that to pay the bills, but obviously they probably aren't out to a life and career of, Movies and wealth and fame or whatever you have. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I was a little bit of an artistic actor kicking the balls. Uh So where I am not <laughs> is in this <laughs> major Showtime movie opposite of Thandie Newton and um, is it Showtime or HBO? Showtime isn't it Showtime? I think it's HBO. Standby. Do 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 It's the whole music. Do do hold oh, music. The sound clip was faster than I was ready for. Um, do, 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 oh, you right. Do. HBO. HBO. Directed. So this show on HBO, I am not in because I got recast because I'm too tall. Now, pissing. Thanks, home é- box Office Network. Yeah. A-holes. Do I I have a sound clip for that? Stand by. Gonna give you credit because you cut me from the movie or for the TV show. (laughs) But uh bitter actor Jeff, Boohoo a PA was recast and played me opposite of Sandy Newton in this major TV show, uh rounding on three seasons now. Anthony Hopkins is in, etc. etc. Scott will uh, probably agree to this uh from a producer standpoint, filmmaker standpoint. Having a giant guy that's not necessarily famous, opposite of famous people who are not going to be asked to stand on boxes to fit in the frame, from a producer and cinematographer standpoint, completely makes sense because to get us both in the same frame, Short Girl is going to have a giant amount of space above her dome to fit me in the shot. And it looks like shit.
1: Oh, well, I guess you won't get to hang out on East Globe. (laughs)
0: East Earth. Um, So, yeah, from a cinematography point, standpoint, yeah, it looked like crap, but it also was a little bit, a bit of butthurt. Uh, And moving on to where in Hollywood isn't me, uh, Vice. A lot of people have started watching Vice because it came out on, like, Direct Access or whatever, whatever, their movie with Christian Bale playing, Um, I just blanked out his name, Dick Cheney. Yeah. Um, I had a large speaking role in that movie cut Cut. cut down the day we started doing camera rehearsal opposite of Christian Bale because he's a he's actually a taller guy but I'm a giant taller guy you're still taller same argument Uh, the headspace above his dome didn't look good it got recast I memorized all those lines for nothing so I think and I still have yet to see it the movie Uh, I think I have like one speaking line and you can see me on camera with Chris Bale, but that's where I'm not. Uh, You'll see me as the John Hound doppelgamer, clean-shaved, hair-slicked Secret Service guy. Thirdly, where you will not see me. This is very depressing. (laughs) um, A motorcycle TV show spin-off season 2 episode 1 as a Former, the character as a former Green Beret turned mercenary. Oh, yeah, how fitting! That's literally the character description. And for those who don't know, I am a former Green Beret who has actually done, before I moved to LA, quote unquote mercenary work, it's contractor work where you're paid by the government to do work. Uh, I did not look enough like a former Green Beret turned mercenary to keep get the role. So you will not see me in episode one, season two of that spinoff of the show about a motorcycle gang.
1: You mean we're not going to see you in Aztecs, the spinoff of Daughters of Conformity?
0: (laughs) That might be Daughters of Conformity. How did you keep a straight face? It wasn't easy well played Scott uh, Scott said yes that um, and and I went live on this and Scott, you'll totally appreciate this is uh, this is the Hollywood that people don't understand is this was a major character, but it was just enough of a sub major character that it had to be less than the major character I was a sidekick to. And mm. sidekick, or um, and major character that I was a sidekick to <sighs> was not a giant blue eyed muscular tattooed guy, so I could not, he could not have a sidekick that f- overshadowed him, right? Nature of the Beast, it's just, it's, I, I get as a producer, I get it, I fine, but it freaking sucks. That's just the nature of the beast is, and I was—I don't know if Scott, I don't watch my friend's stuff either, but Scott's probably didn't watch my live, but a lot of people don't like, well, Jeff, hey, just go to Vikings and get on the TV show Vikings. It's not how it works. It's not that easy. And Scott has friends and family that say the same things. I'm sure like, hey, you should um, be on this show. Like I tell Scott, and even though I know the business, I'm like, hey, you should be uh, on Modern Family. What Make it happen. It doesn't work like that. I this, almost was... Yeah, I know. That's why I use that as an example. This to date is the most perfect example of how Los Angeles Hollywood film television works. This was the most perfect audition I ever had. Um, I won the room. Uh, Scott knows what that means, but for those of you who don't know what it means, it means you won over everybody in the room the director, the producer, the casting associate, the casting assistant, the casting director. I won the room. Um, the performance was perfect. Everything, everything, everything was perfect. I went over the people in the waiting room. I went over the the uh, editors who were editing that TV show in the hallway as I was walking to the audition room. There was no other area in this audition I could have done more perfect. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm painting a picture. And this is Scott. I hasn't heard this either. I was leaving the audition uh, they knew I was a former Green Beret. The audition went great. Um, they commended me, et cetera, et cetera. I was leaving the audition, walked down the hall, calling it a day, getting ready to head to my truck. The casting director actually came out of the audition room, worked her way around the boardroom table, went through the double doors, walked past the editing base, caught me in the hallway. So it's a lot of work for a casting director to do for a major TV show, <laughs> FX. Yeah. Yeah. They don't do that. Yeah. Patted me on the shoulder. Turned, I turned around and I was like, hey, blank. Sorry, did I leave something in the room or I just assumed I'd effed up. She goes, That was perfect. And as Scott knows, and anybody in the industry doesn't know, casting directors, you'd never, ever, 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 ever know how you did. You just yeah, got the role. Yeah. What it's it's really
1: say? ambiguous. Yeah, you know, like you, you leave the room going, Hopefully that was good. Yeah.
0: And the only way you know you didn't get the job is when you watch the TV show and somebody else is acting the role you auditioned for. They don't call you and say, sorry, thanks, moving on. And so, using the word literally as it was designed back in the day, literally 100%, 10 out of 10 scenarios of that audition were 100% perfect. And I still didn't get the role. And that's Hollywood to its core. Um, I was... The only assumptions is that the person one up above me, so to speak, was I couldn't overshadow height, blue eye, whatever it was. But that only shows that I had everything under my control and everything went perfect. And I still didn't get the job. So, yeah. welcome to Scott and I's world.
1: It is tough. Yeah. And it then factor tough.
0: in a bad day, a bad performance, a casting director that hates you. I mean, factor in all the other stuff that typically is the norm. Like this. the the scenario I just described is not the norm like nothing ever goes that perfect that was an anomaly and I'm not patting myself on the back that was a fluke even when I called my manager she goes that never happens I was like I know so uh, a TV show I'm not in (laughs) Um, and we'll start wrapping the show up because holy shit we're getting big but I want to finish the show off Uh, unless Scott has any input I know you have to go soon
1: uh, I have no input currently, okay. just other than, uh, you know, this business can be tough. You gotta, you gotta do the best you can, you know, uh,
0: don't give up. Don't give up. Uh, so that was where in Hollywood am I not? <laughs> All right. And lastly, uh, because people have been following me on whatever social media, uh, this is just because, because some people chime in like, well, Jeff is just a pretty boy actor doing a bunch of pretty boy Uh, hair densifying, making himself look pretty in Hollywood things. Believe it or not, I still have testicles and I am a man. (laughs) So to fulfill that stereotype, and I'm not saying genders are uh, unequal, but playing to that audience, (laughs) we are going to do a segment on a little bit of man stuff. All right. Yeah, thank you. I don't remember where I pulled that out of. Uh, for those of you who don't know, that's He-Man. Uh, today on man stuff, um, I won't get too deep into it, but one thing everybody needs to pay attention to, suspensions on your car. This is something I learned over the week, and I worked in a tire and suspension store in high school and in college. That's how I paid my bills and paid my tuition in college. Um, that's how I paid for whatever. Uh, Les Schwab Tires, the Rocky Mountains. Um One thing, a lot of us, when it comes to your car, whether when it breaks, when something breaks, it's blatantly obvious. But when something wears out, especially when it comes to suspension and tires, be aware that stuff eases into breaking, So you're actually not fully aware it breaks. So there's a thing um, on my big, dumb Idaho truck, my Dodge Ram. I had mud tires. And what happens on those is the tread can do what's called cupping where every other lug is, which those big tread things on your truck are wears down unevenly. So it creates one's high, one's low, one's high, one's low. And so when you get to highway speeds, your vehicle literally hops because those big rubber tread on treads on your tires are uneven because your alignment's out, your suspension's out. There's a handful of things thus making your vehicle shake. But because it doesn't happen overnight, like if something just straight up breaks, you get used to it and it eases into your tolerance. And so for nearly a year now, I just kind of eased into it and took it for granted. And I finally took it to a shop I trust. And they're like, your shocks are gone. Your springs are gone. Your tires are what, like I said, are what's called cupped massive amount it's not even like oh i'm 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 hoity-toity and i want a nice vehicle these are actually things that are very detrimental to your vehicle and so finally i had to beg borrow and steal to pay for new tires new shocks new springs new brakes new tie Oof. rod ends not good and this the flip side of it is even though all those damages were subtly work in your life the second you get it fixed and you drive out of the parking lot you realize, holy God, what have I been doing for the last year and a half with all this damaged stuff? Because it feels like, even though I have a big, dumb Idaho monster truck, it feels like a Cadillac now because I've been going so long with four busted shocks, four busted springs, broken tie rod ends, which is the front of your suspension, and I've had cupped tread on all my tires for nearly a year and a half now. Yeah. The lesson in all this is maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. Outside of uh, oil changes and maintenance, stuff like that, as broke as Scott and I are and we are focusing our money on our film deserted or My Jack Reacher causes and all that, the problem is is if you don't pay for maintenance, you pay for repairs later. And those numbers are typically astronomically worse than if you just had found the money to pay for maintenance. Had I paid for maintenance and kept my shocks Uh, maintained or repaired, my tires wouldn't have cupped, which caused the tires to be completely... render them useless. So basically, in the course of a week and a half, I had to get three massive repairs totaling... (sighs) This sucks because we needed this money for Deserted and for Jack Reacher totaling like four grand. Um, Oof. Yeah, and I owe a lot of people a lot of money now. Had I... And I'm a car guy. That's the problem. And so I'm saying that as if a car guy negated these things, non-car people focus on these things. Um, (coughs) Save yourself the hassle. Work on maintenance. Tire rotations. If if your shocks are leaking, um, find somebody you trust. Keep your shocks maintained. Keep your springs maintained. Keep your tires rotated. Prevent that because my tires had enough tread. And tread, for those of you who don't know, I'm trying to do this with just audio tread is those the lugs or the tread on your tires the 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 rubber the amount of rubber on your tires if if you keep that rotated it wears evenly but because I didn't keep my tires rotated it were unevenly making the tires useless so every other piece of tread, was higher than the other one, causing the entire vehicle to literally bounce at highway speeds, where if people were talking, their voice was audibly shaking because they were talking like this because of the bounce on the tires. And that yeah, came. yeah, that's
1: not really what you want to have yeah. to happen. And it and I Makes for really. a fun ride.
0: Yeah, I mean, and if not being vulgar, but the reason it pointed out to me was my ex having boobs was like, I hate riding in your vehicle because it hurts. Because her... <sighs> breasts were like violently (laughs) shaking because of my Makes sense. So that's today's man corner is is vehicle maintenance, tire rotations. And a lot of people just go, oh, oil change. Tire rotations, maintenance on your suspension, all the stuff that sneaks up on you, your vehicle, especially people like Scott, God bless him, maintains a life in, in Los Angeles sans vehicle. But for it is not easy. Yeah, it it's not easy, and I watch it from afar. But for those who depend on a vehicle, if you f that up, you're you're gonna shoot yourself. You're gonna want to kick yourself in the ass. So maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. That's today's man corner. You don't have to soup That's- up your vehicle. You don't have to tweak it like I do and do all the crap I do. Tires, suspension, oil. That's focus on that.
1: <laughs> in general, I think a good way to sum- summarize this is. Yes. Uh, and it's a good thing to apply to life short term (laughs) solutions breed long term problems deep
0: look at this Scott
1: so you know maybe maybe try to think about the long term rather than what might be the quick fix for right now because sometimes the quick fix in the long run isn't that helpful
0: exactly well there you go Scott always has a way of yodaying up pretty much everything I do so That was a little bit of man stuff. This has been um, a hour and 40 minute show to catch up on the 50 days. I took a leave of absence. That was man stuff. All right. Wrapping up the show. Anything to say, Scott, any goodbye?
1: You know, I, uh, I think to wrap up the show, I would just like to say that, uh, Everybody out there, I know things are crazy in the world. And uh, these, these divisive times can be troubling. But uh, don't let them get you down. Just try to put on a happy face.
0: Wow. I can't do any better. And because it's been so long since I've done this show, I really can't remember my, uh, my um, what do you call it? Your goodbye, your signature. Oh, what's it called? Your sign out. Your sign-off. Sign-off. So I got to literally look it up right now to remind myself what it was. Oh, boy.
1: (laughs) Dun-dun, (laughs) dun-dun.
0: I feel like a dick right now.
1: We appreciate everybody listening to this podcast because, as always, you are truly the people that this is being done for. The listeners out there. Listening to us drone on and talk about all these topics that you may care about or may not care about. Maybe you just like the sound of our voices. Maybe you just think that we're cool guys.
0: I have it We don't really know what it is. I can't but, uh, my, I we appreciate it that. For my sign-off, I have it written down.
1: He's got it written down, but uh, we have no use for dead air, so I'm just going to keep on going here. We're going to... Just let let the chips fall where they may as this time (laughs) unfolds before us. I don't usually like to listen to myself ramble on this long, but hey, we're making lemonade out of lemons. That's what we're doing now. He he needs a minute to find his sign off in his notes. I don't really take notes myself. It's uh, a lot of, a lot of well, extra work, too. because I have do.
0: massively OCD notes in my note app as far as, like, format, guests, posts, Patreon posts, guests, show topics, show summaries.
1: And notes are very important, you see. But uh, sometimes you just got to let uh, just let it come right off the top of your head, you know? Got it.
0: And, uh... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Go for it. All right. Memorize that. Actor Jeff. So, Thank you. This has been the Land of Oz with Jeff Bosley and Scott Segrin. Please go forth, conquer, kick ass, be relentless. Adios. Thanks, everybody. Woo!